Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today we're chatting all about the Netflix murder mystery sequel, Knives Out, Glass Onion, And we brought back our special correspondent, Melinda, to dish all about it. Welcome back, friend. It's been a minute. It has been a hot minute. How are you? I am great. The last time we spoke, we hadn't gone to Comic-Con yet. This is true. We were going that week. Correct. Things definitely went sideways. (laughs) We had had the highest expectations. We were like, we're going to do all the things. We're going to get all the content. And no, and then I was in line all day. First thing we got there and I was like, all right, I'll see you guys in three hours. And then that happened. And then it was like, we had lunch. And I was like, all right, I'll see you guys in another three hours. (laughs) And then we left. (laughs) I did a adult thing and put down money to not only have a meet and greet, but also take photos with Simu Liu. And the autographs were first. And he had the longest line for autographs. To be expected. And their line was already formed with three backups. Right. And I I turned out to be the first one in the third line. And then three more lines formed after me. Oh, wow. But it went really quick. He was really nice. And I did make him chuckle, though, because they didn't allow any photographs in the signature area. People, of course, were taking photos while they were in line. And you could hear the security yell at these people. And he looked up as he was signing my book. And he was like, oh, someone's getting in trouble. And I was like, oh, boy. And he laughed at that. He was like, yeah, oh, boy. But I didn't say anything else. The family in front of me was talking about how much it meant for her son. And I started crying at that because it was a very touching moment. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, oh, no. I'm crying in front of Simu. When we went into the queue... And he was super nice. He saw me, he smiled. He's like, hey, I do. And I was like, I'm nice. I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? And then we took pictures. I was like, okay, thanks. Bye. And then I left. But the group in front of me, they asked to do a stock photo pose with him. And he's like, I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. Here we go. And they did a running shot Yay. with their arms out. I saw their photo and it was perfect. And they fell to the floor laughing at their photo when they picked it up. And I was like, well done. This is amazing. <laughs> How can you top that? He's a and team player. He was a really good sport about it. So that was nice. Initial thoughts on a movie we're talking about, Knives Out. I have to give this public disclaimer. I'm going to be a bad fangirl. I did not watch the original Knives Out. I, I know. Shame, shame. I am shaking my head. I know. When I asked if you had seen Knives Out and you said no, I was like, what? This is like the biggest TikTok trend last year. I know. People memorized this monologue. It was all about the cable knit sweater. And so I was like, you need to watch it. Yes. <laughs> and I still haven't watched it, but I watched the sequel. <laughs> yeah. You still need to watch the first one. Yes. Cool. That being said, I was really impressed with the sequel, Glass mm-hmm. Onion. Would definitely recommend, but it just caught me off guard because I'm not I'm not really into murder mystery. So I was just like, okay, well, it's good good reviews. Let me check it out. And then and I was like, Well, can you watch the first one without watching the second one? And you said yes. So here we are talking about Glass Onion. I'm ready for some casting. All right. We have Daniel Craig back as Detective Benoit Blanc. Edward Norton is Miles Braun. Janelle Monet is Andy Brand. 
Catherine Hahn is Claire DeBella. Leslie Odom Jr. is Lionel Toussaint. Kate Hudson is Birdie J. Dave Bautista is Duke Cody. Jessica Henwick is Peg. We also have Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the voice actor for The Hourly Dong. And Hugh Grant makes a cameo as Philip. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Let's spill it. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched the Netflix murder mystery hit, Knives Out, Glass Onion, we are about to spoil it for you. Serious question time, friend. Okay. Favorite character? You know, it's going to be Helen Brand. All right. I really liked liked Helen. She was smart. She was funny. She was relatable. I'm going to go with Benoit as, again, someone who didn't watch the first movie. My bad. (laughs) Sorry, folks. This is the spoiler alert. I did not watch the first one. I was so impressed with Benoit. He was so smart. The murder mystery party that he figured out instantly in a minute and a half. It was one thing after another. And I was like, yep, definitely wouldn't have gotten that one. So smart. He knew how to play dumb very well. Yes. His poker face is perfect. I don't know. I I was just very impressed with his overall character. Best performance. I'm going to have to give it to Janelle Monet. She was able to do both Andy and Helen. And it was so interesting because the part where they all received the boxes, they were solving them and having fun solving it. And they called everyone together and had this huge multi-video like video chat about opening this box. Mm-hmm. And she just sits there and just slams it with the hammer. And it it was one of those, why is she solving it like everyone else? What's the difference? And you find out it's because it's Helen. It's not Andy. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that makes sense. You know, that makes more sense now. But I, I'm handing it to Janelle Monet. She was brilliant in this film. She should get all the awards. She needs to get all the awards, all the nominations for this. I want to see her. I want to see her in war. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to see her in everything now, moving forward. I want to say I saw her at Coachella a few years ago. Nice. And I only knew her in the music Mm -hmm. aspect of her career. And then when I saw her up and coming and and other things, I was like, right on. Yeah. Mind you, I was not hip and cool and went to Coachella for the right reasons. I went because for work. (laughs) And got in for free for yeah. that reason. <laughs> but I will be able to tell that story to grandkids and be like, back in my day, <laughs> I saw Janelle Monet when she sang <laughs> before her Oscar win. <laughs> so, and I keep that poster as a reminder. Phenomenal performance. She, she nailed it. I can't wait to see her in more things for this mm-hmm. reason. All right. Biggest plot twist, because there were a ton there were so many, and I loved how, how Ryan filmed it, where it was the mystery and then everything unfolded after the yes. event. So that was really cool. But the biggest, I think, twist for me was that Andy wasn't Andy. When you first meet Andy, you know, she's she's tense. She's keeping to herself. She notices that Benoit's shoelace is untied, so she notices the little details. And then you come to find out, like, oh, no, she told him at a shoelace so she could talk to him without them hearing. And it was just fantastic. I really liked it. The biggest plot twist for me was Andy having a twin and mm-hmm. Helen not dying after she got shot. Yes. Oh my oh gosh. Goodness. It was so good. I was like, oh no. I, yeah. And then she wakes up and it's the journal mm-hmm. in her pocket. Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that That's was another it. shock. Also serious question. <laughs> For a serious so that's movie. all we do here at the Fangirl <laughs> Podcast is nothing but serious questions. Because okay? it's a serious movie. Yeah, we're like 60 minutes, okay? Who did you think initially 
killed Duke and Andy. They didn't, I didn't think about Andy, but initially I thought it might possibly could have been Birdie J. Okay. By Kate Hudson. Cause the way that Ryan had kept her in the shadows. Okay. And then at one point I thought it could have been her assistant Peg. <laughs> Cause they just came out of nowhere. I was like, guys. And I was like, where were you, Peg? But, but yeah, for me, it was Birdie J. And what about Duke? Well, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was Birdie J. Oh, for both. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know about Andy. I just didn't even, I just went with, oh, it was a suicide. I didn't even think about that until it was brought up. But yeah, I, I thought it was Brady J who killed Duke at first. I thought Whiskey murdered Duke. Oh, yeah. Because I saw her hug his body right after he didn't have a pulse. And I thought she grabbed his gun. Oh, okay. And I, and because she immediately left to go back to the room and then the power went out. And I was like, it's whiskey. Come on. <laughs> She's hooking up with Edward Norton's character. Right. Like, Come on. This is clearly yeah. cut and dry. It was not cut and dry. It was not. Yeah. And then I thought it was a team effort for yeah. everybody who killed. I thought everybody killed Andy. I thought everybody knew where she lived. Andy was a walking target when she sent that red envelope in. That is true. And then they showed how each and every one of them could have done it. And I was like, it could have been a team effort because they been. all testified against her. This clearly could have happened. And if one goes down, they all go down. And that's what I figured would happen. But the obvious answer was Edward Norton's character. And then Benoit does his magic and exposes yes. him beautifully. And I'm over here like, yep, I did not catch on to nope. that whatsoever. <laughs> didn't either. Well, because it's, you know, he invites them all to the class onion to do this murder mystery. And... He's like, you invited all these people to potentially kill you. Right. you think this through. He's not exactly the smartest person in that room. He was oblivious to his own ignorance. And nope. no, everybody loves me. I, nobody's going to kill me. Everybody's going to kill you. Everyone. Bro. Everyone. Well, I've got some honorable mentions because this, this movie had so many good things. Even if you were listening to the spoiler section right now, there is still so much more that you need to go and watch. Yes. All right. Shout out to the late Angela Lansbury. Yes. Did you read where she had no idea about the game? Like she didn't even know how to play it. And then what's easy? You just do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, just tell me what to say and I'll act it out. It's perfect. But she was too good for this earth. I mean, Mrs. Potts coming in hot in in a Netflix hit. I am here for it. And then like you mentioned earlier, Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt as the hourly dong. Part of me just really was hoping he'd get some type of weird nomination. And then you just see it on the film credits nominated as Hourly Dong. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so good. I was pleasantly surprised to know that that was not just a person, because I really thought it was just a sound effect. But knowing that it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he probably was like, sign me up. That sounds like the easiest money ever. I will do this. No problem. Yeah, and it's we're saying that it's a reference to the Agatha Christie adaptation of Evil Under the Sun from 1982. Oh. Because that also takes place on an island resort, but they have a cannon firing every day at noon. And then the robot bellboy, when you first see the glass onion in mm-hmm. all of its glory, and then you see the robot taking all the luggage. And- I didn't see that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It was hilarious because... Edward I'm gonna like, have to- guys, it's fine. It's really, who's it? Lionel's character is like, how much does it cost to run this place or staff this place? <laughs> 
and it's like 50 people but don't worry like we're doing stuff really low-key and then you just see this robot bellboy scooting across (laughs) with everyone's luggage this is clearly an amazon droid bot whatever Mm -hmm. hauling luggage very very into the future if you will yes i mean and you see this robot a few times kind of like daryl but it was very subtle and i don't know i just thought the comedic timing of this movie was was very much on point so how about you well one of the easter eggs that i noticed is that in the beginning of the film where blanc is in the bathroom Mm -hmm. on the floor there is a copy of kane's jawbone which had a tiktok viral moment a couple years ago okay so it's a murder mystery that was first published in 1930 but all of the pages are printed out of order and it's only been solved three times. Oh. So I remember this TikTok creator had actually pulled the pages out and tried putting it all in order and had it up on her wall. And it became this big pandemic thing on TikTok, oh. this book. So yeah, Kane's jawbone. is oh. The other thing, also thanks to TikTok, that Miles Braun has a painting by Mark Rothko, number 207, and it's called Red Over Dark Blue Over Dark Gray. Okay. And there's always been an, this conflict of how to hang the picture properly. Okay. It's, it's color blocks. It's really gorgeous. Okay. But in the movie, it is displayed upside down just to show how out of touch Miles Braun is. <laughs> so it's it upside down in a background of one of the scenes. And then also the characters, when they arrived at the resort, all were wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. But their face masks reflect their personality. So you had Birdie, who had the mesh mask, didn't do anything, but it was fashionable. Right. You had Claire having an ill-fitted mask that she had to keep moving. Oh, right. To cover her nose. So she knows that wearing the mask is the proper thing to do, but she can't put the effort in to do it right. Good point. Okay. And, of course, Benoit Blanc's is fitted perfectly, totally fashionable. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it was guy. I was like, he was styling. right? Dave, of course, like Duke, Dave Bautista's character, Duke Cody, wasn't wearing them at all. Right. And I know Peg was wearing the paper mask. So it was just really interesting to see how the mask reflected their personality. Another thing is, it's not really an Easter egg. It was kind of apparent. The Mona Lisa mm-hmm. being in a state of flux between being free from its containment only to be locked in again, which is the character's relationship with with Miles Braun. So he would let them have a little bit of freedom only to, boom, lock them back in. You're right. And that was little things that I noticed. Right on. Hopes, dreams, and desires for Knives Out 3. Well, everyone is hoping that they will do a movie with the Muppets. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Which that would be amazing if they did a Knives Out Muppet version. But I would love to see someone like Tessa Thompson or Mm. Constance Wu, Audrey Plaza, Kate Blanchett. That would be amazing. And people are also rooting for Pedro Pascal. So we know that the last two movies have been in the really big, extravagant resort slash home. Mm Mm-hmm. So like last, the first one, it sets in the New England. This one's set in the Mediterranean. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> okay. Who knows? It'll be fun to see. I can't yeah. wait for the third one. I'm excited. Yeah. I was going to say somewhere exotic, 
bring more Marvel characters in because we got Catherine Hahn and then Jeremy Renner's hot sauce made a cameo. That is true. Right. And then we had Chris Evans in the first one. That I know. That I can speak to. Yes. Let's bring in Anthony Mackie. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say Chris Hemsworth or Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. And then maybe a little more Hugh Grant. I'd love to see more of of Philip and and Benoit Blanc together. That'd be nice. Yeah. And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Looking to donate some of your old books to a good home? Look no further than your local Little Free Library. Little Free Library is a nonprofit organization based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Their mission is to be a catalyst for building community, inspiring readers, and expanding book access for all through a global network of volunteer-led Little Free Libraries. For more information on Little Free Library, head on over to the link in our show notes. Books, MRC, and Lionsgate. We're just really big fans trying to look through a glass onion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.